What's up, my podcast listeners? This is your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and I got another compilation-styled episode today, which I'm super excited about because I kind of just share all of my random thoughts in these three episodes. And these were all recorded about two years ago, kind of right when the pandemic was in its infancy, probably three months in. And I kind of bring up some topics regarding um, the pandemic, so it's kind of dated, but still applicable in some shape or form. But um, it all kind of starts off with a um, conversation I had with a, my Lyft driver when I was in San Francisco, and we for a good hour we're just chatting about fitness and health and how he was struggling with weight loss and you know having a conversation like that was very um kind of grounding kind of uh put a lot of more perspective because i haven't chatted with someone like that for a while during that time and it made me realize how many more people probably felt the same way that he did and just need more help. And this is the very reason why I started this podcast and why I post so much on social media to help as many people as possible. So that kind of sparked this episode to kind of give some more insight of what you need to be doing to actually see success. And a lot of it is just consistency, patience, and then eventually you will see success. Um, and then the other two episodes are <laughs> titled all over the place because I, in the like 15 ish minute episodes, I literally just ramble on random tangents going from, you know, anything health fitness related to laziness, to perspective, to what truly makes us tick inside our heads. And that's the kind of stuff that people need to hear because, you know, there's lists online of like the 10 foods you need to eat or the 10 workouts that are going to burn the most calories, which is cool, but people still fail. So there's more to it because all the information on successful fitness and health is online. The biggest barrier is what's going inside your head. And that's what I'm trying to convey in my podcast is there's more to it than just, you know, one plus one equals two. So these three episodes are going to shed a lot of light on the true struggle of why you don't see any kind of success. So I'm excited to bring these three your way. And without further ado, here we go. I did not plan what I was going to say, but that's no different than any other episode. But I want to address one of my posts that I put up. I think yesterday, the day before, I can't remember anyway. Um, an example of intermittent fasting. Like, I honestly thought I covered this topic, but actually, you know what? I'm going to take a step back further. When I went to San Fran chatting with my Lyft driver, um, he was struggling with weight loss, and we had a good conversation for a good, like, 30 minutes about um, his ideas my ideas when it comes to sustainable weight loss and he was under the impression that the best way to do it is if you created a gym environment where someone would sign up for like four to six months at a time where you completely isolate them and make them train without any kind of outside influence you tell them what to eat and I'm like 
kind of sounds to me like you're describing the biggest loser. And I honestly thought, like, we all know that show, like, weight loss shows in general are not the best um, representation of what successful, you know, weight loss looks like. like. If you look at majority of those contestants on these shows, they end up lo- uh, gaining all the weight that they lost. They end up with some weird medical issues. They end up with, um, you know, some stress fractures or some other kind of crap going on with their body because of the extreme nature of the show. And to me, I was like, man, like, I thought we have been doing a good enough job to reach, you know, people at least in North America, what, you know, real weight loss looks like. And I guess, and this is why I do this show, like, I need to reach more people. I need to constantly feed into this platform to let everyone know that those extremes never end up the way that you want them. You know, if you look at those shows, they only film the stuff that people want to see. They want to see the struggle. They want to see the success. And then over time, I guess people just assume that, hey, I need to do something that extreme to actually see success. But long story short, they usually don't work that way. So... I find myself constantly repeating a lot of the topics that I brought up over and over and over again, but, you know, I think people just need to constantly hear it, and eventually they will pick up on the notion that hard work over a long period of time is the actual way of, you know, seeing the success they want. Now, going back to my original point, I did a post on intermittent fasting and someone asked me about uh, this whole idea that they're under the impression that breakfast boosts their metabolism. And uh, suddenly, like, I had a beer can in here. (laughs) Um, And to elaborate on that point, you know, there's no best way to boost your metabolism you know what I'm going to take that back there is a way to boost your metabolism it's by getting your body on a regular schedule of eating sleeping and training your body absolutely loves a routine it loves being in homeostasis it loves running on a familiar schedule a familiar environment like Just think about how when you travel, you're outside of your element, your body thinks it's under stress. Like, that's why travel is so stressful, right? Um, If you, out of nowhere, start sleeping for eight hours every single night, no matter what, your body's going to love you. Your body is going to boost its metabolism by uh, by that and help regulate your hormones. If you start eating every single day around the same times with good and nutritious food, 
with high protein and lots of vegetables and healthy fats and all the colors of the rainbow of food choices, your body's metabolism is going to boost in that sense. If you start exercising regularly, your metabolism is going to boost from that end too. So there's no like definite, like so when I hear um, statements like, hey, I heard that if you start your day with a breakfast, it's going to boost your metabolism and get you going, right? Maybe, but there's a lot of people out there in the world that eat breakfast every day and they have trouble losing weight, you know, and this whole idea of fasting, people also get kind of scared to like, oh my God, I'm not going to eat. And I'm like, the, the first thing I always tell people, like hunger, if you really think about what hunger is, it's cue to your body. It's a signal, right? The moment you get a hunger cue, all you say to yourself is like, oh, I'm kind of hungry. I should probably go eat, right? But this idea that I introduced that, hey, you know, you could, if you really want to, um, fast in the morning and not eat until the afternoon, people go into this panic mode. Like, hunger is not an emergency, you know? It's just like... When you need to pee a little bit, you're like, oh shit, I need to go to the bathroom. But you're not in like emergency mode, like holy shit, I'm gonna piss my pants. You could hold it for a little while. You could probably hold it for another hour before you're like, okay, I really need to go, right? Hunger's the same way. You're not gonna, um, what's the word, like die of hunger the moment you get that first cue of hunger. And most of the time when I, teach people how to do intermittent fasting, um, I tell them to set a timer. The moment they get that first hunger cue in the morning, like the first day of intermittent fasting is a kind of like trial run. So I tell people, wake up in the morning, don't eat anything, have water, have your coffee, just make sure there's no milk, sugar, cream, or anything like that in your coffee, just drink it black. Go upon your, about your day, and the moment your first hunger cue hits, states like 9.27 in the morning, hit a timer for 20 minutes and see if you still have that hunger cue. Most likely you won't have that hunger cue. And that's that first barrier when people are like, oh, okay, so when I get that first hunger cue, I know I have 20 minutes, that's not bad, I can still eat and I won't die of hunger, right? Like your body is... Can, our bodies can do a lot that you don't even think about. Like they can go to extreme lengths. So being hungry for 20 minutes is not gonna kill you. But most of the time when you set that timer and it goes off in 20 minutes, you're not that hungry. Like you, you, you'd be surprised. So then people get through that barrier and are like, oh my God, like this wasn't as bad as I thought. So this whole idea of intermittent fasting is not that um, scary to them. But if you look at the research of fasting, there's some really interesting stuff to the point that it helps regulate your insulin levels a little bit better than eating your traditional you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner with snacks in between. But that being said, you could probably find research on the other end of the spectrum where you eat three meals a day, including breakfast, and they're balanced meals and everything like that, and your insulin levels are pretty good, right? So fasting's kind of been this 
in the back of your mind type of thing for years. Like, I personally do intermittent fasting every single day. Like, today, I woke up and had my first meal at 12 o'clock. And all I drank before then was um, water and coffee, and that's it. So, this idea of key phrases, key words that you hear in the in industry, especially in the nutrition industry, like breakfast boosts your metabolism, it might not be entirely true, right? Like, go down the rabbit hole of finding these research studies. And the reason why, too, that um, nutrition on a whole is so controversial, uh, controversial is... It's such a young industry. So, for example, take the industry of physics. It's been around for probably 3,000 years, and there's, like, definite rules to the laws of physics. Like, you can't argue with the laws of physics right now. There's new theories being explained all the time, but sometimes those theories end up being, you know, like, oh, well, we proved you wrong, so there it is. Right now with nutrition, there is no absolutes. All we really know is that eating protein um, with lots of vegetables and um, where am I going this? Uh, eating protein, lots of vegetables, and you know, sleeping enough, being active enough, and eating different kinds of foods and things like that are really, really, really good for your body. And if you don't eat in excess, you won't gain weight. Like, that's what we really, really know. And then there are pockets of the industry where they get a little more specific to um, whatever goals you can think of, right? That's why there's always new research coming out, but sometimes that research is not definite because if you actually go into say that example of like breakfast boosts your metabolism it might been have been a study done on 14 people that were aged 60 to 65 that have never exercised and their current diet was so-so and then adding them onto a three meal a day um, eating plan or a balanced meal to prove that breakfast was important you can't say that that's completely true because say you do another um, study but maybe you have a hundred people maybe a thousand people and you took them through this to see if they would actually work like there's so many variables to um these research studies and like you also have to see who's funding them right like you can find a breakfast company that sells like breakfast sausages or whatever the hell they're selling and they funded the research to basically push them forward to make their point right it's really hard of the industry where you have these studies that people refer to but when you actually look through all the smoke and mirrors it's very biased, you know? So people need to stay educated what works and what doesn't. 
and this is where if you have a coach that stays on top of it it's really beneficial to you so you don't have to go down this route like for god's sakes people are still doing the bernstein diet where they're on like 800 calories and getting b shots just to freaking get by and they end up losing a lot of their muscle mass and fat mass and then they go back to normal eating and they gain it all back with more fat mass like we as coaches true fitness professionals need to learn how to sift through all the shit out there so i'm gonna end it there thank you what's up podcast listeners it's your host rafael matuszewski and this is another edition of the car vlog podcast thing and i am pumped today for the first time in a long time like it's been a while since i felt like this and big part of that is definitely to do with this whole covid thing and this is going to lead us into um the topic today and you know i was just really thinking about this and it's been a thought process and many coaches out there is you know are people lazy and I've kind of come to this conclusion that I don't think people are actually lazy they just don't like to do shit that they don't like you know what I mean like I love to work out I look forward to it every time a new day opens up for me I'm like I can't wait to work out like that's literally what I think about but there's a lot of people out there that don't think like me and they look at it as a chore as a you know thing that they dread right and I don't think that's necessarily laziness right like here's another example like you know I don't like cleaning the bathroom at all you know but give me a gym hell I will clean up the gym no problem right so I like a tidy gym I don't like having shit on the floor um, if I'm doing push-ups and then I like look at my hands and the most disgusting thing ever like I love a clean gym you know tell me to tidy up my desk 100% I'll do it but tell me to clean a bathroom like fuck I rather do anything else other than that right does it make me lazy for not wanting to clean the bathroom i don't think so but if i made cleaning a bathroom like a thing to somewhat enjoy or find a thing that will you know make it a little bit more tolerable then sure you know what do i do now to clean the bathroom fuck like i sometimes just have to get it done but you know if it's the weekend like hell i'll drink a beer while scrubbing the fucking toilet i don't care like at least it's gonna get me by so this whole kind of concept of people feeling lazy to work out or eat healthy it's just i don't think they really want to you know like deep down inside they're just like nah i just don't want to and chatting with some people that have struggled with fitness and health a lot of them don't enjoy exercise and i think it's just because they haven't found something yet out there to make them excited about it you know if you really think about it 
every piece of content out there when it comes to the gym. Like, go on Instagram and look at like fitness inspo, that hashtag. You're gonna see a lot of fit women and men that are like 25 years old, ripped to shreds, doing really fucking hard workouts. And then you have the average person that might need to lose like 20 to 30 pounds. They've been struggling for years, if not decades, when it comes to their weight. And they see that every single day when they're trying to get motivated to work out. That's not going to change their perception of what, um, you know, fitness really is. So they have this weird idea in their head of that's what exercise is. That's what um, it's supposed to look like. But exercise does not have to look like that, right? Exercise to me is anything that makes your body move, right? Like if you like dancing, like fucking dance every single day, right? Like put on fucking music videos of Beyonce and try to mimic that shit every single day. Like who cares? You're moving, right? I understand that most people are not going to get, you know, excited about deadlifting and barbell squatting and lifting heavy shit, swinging a kettlebell and doing mobility exercises that I like to do. You know, I totally get that. You need to find what makes you motivated or like just excited to do so. You know, maybe it's as simple as like, you don't like going to the gym by yourself and you gotta do it with somebody. Like in this time with COVID, Maybe it's like literally getting onto a call with your best friend and working out together. Or literally like calling them and be like, hey, we're going to talk for an hour. And in this hour, on the minute, on every minute, we're going to squat 10 times together. As you're talking about whatever, you're doing some sort of form of exercise. That's fucking awesome. Just do that. You know what I mean? Like... If you are stuck at home collecting EI, Serb, if you're in uh, Canada and you've been like binge watching Netflix and whatever other streaming thing you have, and you're on your like fourth freaking episode, you average four episodes a day, why not like after every episode just do 20 squats or just something? You know what I mean? Like just move. Like your body's meant for movement, so just move. How, like wrestle with your kids for like 30 minutes like you will get tired doing something like that right these are all like ideas just on top of my head like these are not right like if you were gonna go outside and start taking like I don't know a badminton racket and start hitting the birdie like as many times as possible do that like I remember actually um, a couple years ago um, I don't even know how I got to this point, but I was like, you know what? I'm getting a soccer ball, and I'm going to learn how to, like, it's a dribbling where you, like, just make sure it doesn't hit the ground. Like, you know, you hit it with your knees and feet and head and chest only. So I did that, and, like, it was really challenging, and I got super fucking sweaty from it and tired, and I was like, holy shit, I need to do this more often. So I incorporated it as my weekly workout. So for like 30 minutes, 
I was practicing of just soccer. Fuck, I don't even know. Dribbling? What is it? Someone message me and tell me what I'm, how I'm screwing this up um, for 30 minutes at a time. And I think I got up to like 47 like touches or bounces or whatever you want to call them. And like that was like fun for me. And it made me sweat and move like crazy. Like think about like when you start getting good and you're trying to, you're close to beating your like score and the ball is like halfway across, say like 30 feet away from you and you're sprinting your ass over to make sure you can hit it again to make sure it doesn't hit the ground so you can beat your score. Like stuff like that, that works, you know? Something as simple as that. Like go grab a basketball and go outside and just try to shoot hoops, like anything anything right if you have a dog right now during covid and yes you've probably have walked them a bunch of times but like every day like walk your dog for an hour <laughs> right like stuff that you've never done before and during that hour like listen to a podcast listen to your favorite artist like whatever like make it a more joyful experience like guaranteed, like none of us get excited to brush your teeth in the morning, but we just have to do it. But guaranteed, if you like created a like a get pumped psyched playlist and started brushing your teeth to it, you'd be like, yes, I can't wait to brush my teeth tomorrow to listen to that playlist. Which, by the way, again, I'm going all over the place with this, but this is great. Um, if you go on Spotify or Apple Music, if you're a fan of How I Met Your Mother, there's that episode with. Uh, Barney on New Year's uh, Eve and he had the Get Psyched mix and like you only listen to that first song and it's like Bon Jovi um, fuck what was it anyway it's a Bon Jovi song and uh, there's an actual playlist called Barney's Get Psyched mix so if you listen to that while brushing your teeth you will always experience a better time brushing your teeth so that is as easy as it can get when it comes to trying to improve your environment and make exercise a more enjoyable thing, you know? And something to kind of help with your mental health when it comes to, you know, this whole shit of COVID is start posting things on social media that you're happy about. You know, like if you really had to audit your entire day of how many good things happen to you compared to the bad things it's like astronomical right like you will remember the the morning that you woke up and like the coffee grinder didn't work or you spilt your coffee and you're like my fucking day is ruined i need to post a shit on facebook i am so pissed the entire day is just going to go to shit now but in that day, probably other things have happened that made it pretty good. But you were so, you know, beat up and so, um, what was it? So, like, wrapped up with this idea that um, the whole coffee fiasco was, like, the worst thing on this planet, right? Even something that, like as simple as when you know we were able to go to the airport and go fly anywhere we wanted 
every safe flight that you had where a pilot took this like, I don't know, 100 ton piece of machinery in the fucking air at like, what was it, 20,000 feet and took you across the world and landed you safely without you dying, you don't think twice about it. But the moment you go on a, you know, um, trip on a plane and they delay your flight for 30 minutes, you sure the fuck are so pissed off enough to go on Instagram and post, oh my god, I can't believe whatever airlines is being such a dick for delaying my thing, blah, blah. But all the other times you've flown and had a pretty good experience, you never post about that. You never go, hey, I didn't die on this plane. I met a new person beside me. Like, nothing. Like, we never post anything about positivity. Right? Like, so how I'm going to circle this back to this whole, like, making exercise better is, like, find a positive thing about you exercising. Like, yeah, you don't like it, but say you do it. What was a positive thing of that? It's like, hey, I exercised for 10 minutes. I improved my health. Fuck yeah. Right? Be that annoying person on Facebook or Instagram posting that they worked out or finished a a workout or they went for a walk. Like, document that shit. You know? We just have to look at things a little bit differently. There's always a silver lining. But we have this weird, like, ingrained DNA in us that when things don't go our way, we, like, magnify it by a thousand percent to make it out like we're such a victim that we're about to fucking die because the coffee grind machine did not work. Like, that's so fucked up. So... No wonder people have such a tough time trying to, you know, figure out how to make fitness and health a priority in their life. (sighs) I went all over the place, but I feel like this is good just to, you know, get it off my chest and into the open. Uh, I'm going to end it there. Hopefully this kind of gave you some insight, some, you know, thoughts in your head to think that maybe, maybe I can find something that's going to make my health and fitness journey a little bit more tolerable, maybe even fun. Now, what we're going to talk about today, actually before that, small little announcement, I guess not really small, but pretty cool. Uh, I was asked to speak at a conference virtually about strength training for runners Um, So it's going to happen at the end of the month. So I'm going to post the link to the website where you can register for it. Um, I'm super excited about it because that's one of the things I want to get into um, this year, next year, some more public speaking, going to conferences and presenting. So this is going to be great. So if anyone's interested to learn about strength training for running, Keep an eye out, keep an ear out when I post the link for you to register. Um, so, today, COVID sucks shit. Just gonna say it, you know, it's disrupting a lot of progress that people have made in the gym, in their fitness journey. You know, some people probably just like got into the rhythm or just got into it. They're like, this is my new life, this is my new thing, and it all went to shit. 
you know, out here in Canada, uh, I believe it's only BC, the province I'm in, unless they're, I'm pretty sure it's just BC. Anyway, there's a place called Steve Nash Fitness World, big box gym, filed for bankruptcy, laid off all their employees. So that's not opening up anytime soon. And then Gold's Gym filed for bankruptcy. So it's going to be a, an interesting thing when they reopen gyms and we'll see who lasted with this financial burden of closing. So it'll be quite the grind for many people to get back into the swing of things. So where was I going with this? I want to give some actionable steps to people that are stuck at home that want to um, still see some success with their fitness and health goals. And the biggest thing is creating a routine. Like when I was transitioning more into online training way before COVID, I had more time at home compared to the gym. So when I opened up my gym, I basically did half and half. I did half in-person training and half online uh, training. So I worked from home a lot. And a lot of online coaches will tell you that, you know, they have to start a routine rather than like, oh, I'll just wake up whenever, check my emails. I won't even get dressed. I'm not going to do my bed because I'm going to stay in it the entire time. So... In order for you know myself and other online coaches that have gone through this, you almost have to like create a day around your home, right? So we went from going to our place of work, staying there eight to 10 hours a day, then coming home and your home was kind of like a place to unwind. But now that COVID is forcing you to stay home, depending on where you are, um, it's kind of difficult to get a rhythm going because your home is basically where you relax so now it's almost near impossible to wake up when you're supposed to wake up you know get dressed for women put on makeup like my wife (laughs) keeps joking like she's like i haven't put on makeup for months she's like do you still love me i'm like yeah i still love you um so that's like number one like that that would be the biggest thing to help because like our environment influences us so if your environment is a place where you tend to relax and unwind then it's going to be nearly impossible for you to get your shit together so if that means like setting an alarm in the morning to you know get your workout in then that's what you got to do you know I know everybody loves to sleep in and they took this opportunity to do so, but if you're like me, we've closed our gym since March 17th. It's been nearly two months, so I'm pretty sure you've slept in more than enough. So let's like set that alarm for 7 a.m., 6 a.m., 5 a.m., I don't even care, as long as it's an hour earlier than what you usually wake up to. From there, create a morning routine if you're a type of person that used to train first thing in the morning do that you know get a pot of coffee going drink a cup get your workout in whatever it is you know or if you're a type of person that likes to go slow in the morning when you wake up yeah hit that coffee button read read up on the news like have something that feels almost normal like if you were getting ready for work like go through that entire process like 
Put on gym gear, put on your gym shoes, roll out a freaking yoga mat in the middle of your um, living room just to set up the environment that you need to see success, right? Even if you have one room in your house that you don't use other than it's like a guest bedroom, like freaking turn that into your gym. Even if you don't really have a lot of equipment, like dedicate that room as your gym space. Make an appointment for yourself. Throw so many freaking alarms that says gym time on your phone, Google Home, your Alexa, whatever you have, use it. Like create an appointment, get to some sort of like normalcy, right? And if you've been a person who's been stuck at home since the closure of your um, uh, workplace, then I would almost suggest like scheduling hour by hour um, your day. So again, starting with a wake-up time. Be consistent, Monday to Friday to it. If it's 7 a.m., 6 a.m., 5 a.m., I don't care. Do it. From there, schedule your lunch break. Like literally have a lunch break just like if you were at work. Schedule in, you know, I'm going to clean this room or clean the house. I'm going to do stuff with my kids at this time. I'm going to garden at this time. I'm going to go outside for a walk with my dogs at this time. Like schedule appointments for yourself that you can do around the house to kind of make that feel that you're back into the real world just like before. Because if you don't do this now, like it's going to suck shit when things start reopening and you have to go back to work and only now you have to like go into your head where you're like, oh my God, I actually have to go to sleep at 10 p.m. and not 3 a.m. while I'm scrolling through Facebook or watching whatever show on Netflix. That's not even that good. I'm just bored, right? These are the things like you almost have to create a discipline around it. Like if you look at anyone in this world that has succeeded in any facet of their life, work, whatever it is, they're disciplined. You know, like I just finished the book Extreme Ownership written by two Navy SEALs. The amount of discipline they have um, is ridiculous. And I remember one part in the book where waking up early is the only way to fit in things for yourself, right? So every single SEAL would wake up at like 4 a.m. every single day to get their workout in, to whatever, do their to-dos, like their own personal time. Everything beyond that was work. So if you need to get in the habit of waking up early, that's what you got to do, right? It, It sounds silly, like Everyone knows, like, if you wake up early, you're going to accomplish more things. Like, yeah, you don't want to wake up early. You're like, your body does not want to do it. But you need to get into the rhythm of it. I personally cannot wake up early. I did it for years. I remember waking up at 4.30 every single day because I had clients first thing in the morning. And I would train clients all the way until 8 p.m. at night. And I, my health sucked to shit. But the moment I started, because I wake up every day at 7 a.m. now, and I work later into the night, but that worked really, really well for me. But for the most part, most people can wake up early by an hour and still function. Like if I had to wake up at 6 a.m., I can do it. But I have the luxury that I don't have to do it anymore. But in this sense, if you're trying to create 
a routine and some discipline around your life to influence your health, then that's huge. You know, like, you know, like another thing I'm going to get into is whatever you are doing right now for your job, it has a huge influence on your success in other things. You know, if you are a type of person that's working from home, for example, or pre-COVID going to work, and you came home and you feel like complete shit and you need to unwind, you're probably doing something for a living that you don't enjoy and it's not worth your time. Imagine if you had a job where when you came home, you felt energized, you want to pay attention to your wife or spouse or whoever it is, you want to take your dog out for a walk that's like an hour long, you want to play with your kids, and you're just full of life. If you're in the opposite spectrum of, holy shit, like I just want to sit on this couch, drink a couple beers, and call it a night, you're most likely not going to have that energy, that motivation to work out, to eat healthy foods, to research healthy recipes or anything else other than I need to slow down and do absolutely jack shit. And I'm reading a finance book right now and it's not your traditional finance book of like, oh, you got to do this to save money and invest in that, blah, blah, blah. look at what you do for a living like it's actually they defined money as your life's energy to a point where they could audit every single hour of your life and how much you spend on you know your gas your car and things like that and actually putting down a number of how much hours of your life you have to give in order to have your daily Starbucks, to have your car, to have your stupid shit that you buy every single month, or your shopping habits, things like that. And when you put that in perspective, it's like going back to work for eight hours isn't that worth, it's not really worth it to go through the, you know, grind and staying in that rut that you are every single day. So if you feel constantly like that, there's no chance in hell you're going to change any other habits because you're so drained from a job that you don't like. And this is where, like, I encourage people to switch careers. Like, I've met so many clients over the years where they do a job for, like, 20, 30 years, absolutely hate it. They quit, switch directions of career choice and it's like a light switch is turned on completely different person they end up coming to the gym more days a week they end up doing stuff on the weekends they get their family their spouse involved it's ridiculous right i find that like it would make sense if you spend 40 to 50 to 60 hours um a week somewhere which is probably more than you do at home, it would probably greatly influence everything you do in life, right? That makes sense to me. So if you're doing something 40 to 60 hours a week that you absolutely hate, 
I could not imagine, you know, you wanting to change something drastically in your life. Like maybe sometimes the answer, most of the time, the answer that you're looking for is not what you're actually looking for. It's going to affect something else. Similar to what I spoke about before on my podcast about um, Think Like a Freak, that book. You guys need to start reading more books. Like I was telling a friend of mine that I go through probably at least 20 books a year. And if I can gain like one or two new things or a new view of of looking at something in life, it's worth the like 20 bucks I spent on Amazon, right? I get a lot of my ideas, inspiration from just reading. And I come from a background of fucking hating school. Like I did not like reading whatsoever. Like the only reading I did was the assigned reading from my teachers. And most of the time I didn't even fucking do it because I just didn't care. Right. Whereas now I, I'm always reading every single day I'm reading and that gives me the inspiration to live a better life. So that being said, I kind of went all over the place, but, um, thank you for listening. You guys are amazing. Um, share this podcast with your friends and family. Give me a five-star review on, you know, iTunes or, um, Stitcher Radio or whatever you're listening um, for your podcast needs and hit the show notes oh, someone guy almost rammed my car it's all good um, yeah hit the show notes add me on Facebook Instagram and all that good stuff and I'm going to continue giving you the best fitness and health advice out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening.